Hey there, thank you for tuning in and listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. I am Janelle, and this is One Organized Mama. First and foremost, if you have reached out to me about the membership or one-on-one coaching, you should have a message from me, and I receive messages through Instagram, Facebook, and email. So I've had a lot of questions. So first and foremost, my one-on-one coaching clients, um, it's just a matter of getting us scheduled, um, sending your questions. I always allow you guys to send your questions to me via email first. That way, if I need to do any kind of research or gather some things for you, I have them ready for our session together. But I know there's some confusion with the membership group. It's simply a Facebook group, guys, but it's not a Facebook group that you can find in a search. It's a private, like hidden Facebook group. You do have to have a Facebook account to join the group. Yes, in order for me to send you the invite, we have to be friends. But just for a moment, I promise you it does not hurt my feelings. If once I get you inside the group, you just delete me as a friend on Facebook, I completely respect that a lot of people are private out there. So promise you feelings will not be hurt. Um, But again, the um, Facebook group right now, I've successfully added one person. So... I'm definitely trying to um, to make this a little bit easier, this process. It's been a little bit, I, I overcomplicated it for some reason. My apologies. I take full responsibility for that. So hi, Kimberly. I'm actively working on getting some other people added over there. But guys, you either have a message um, waiting for me. You either have a friend request you need to accept from me, or you have an invitation into the group that you just have to accept to get in there. So... I know there are a few steps to it. My apologies, but it just is how it is. Um, So if you have any questions, if I I still need to clarify something with you when it comes to either one-on-one coaching or the Facebook membership group, then by all means, reach out to me um, and I would be happy to walk you through it every step of the way. But Thank you for your guys' support. You guys are incredible. Now, once you do get into the Facebook group, I really encourage you, do an introduction for yourself. Um, Let us know who you are, where you're at, and um, feel free to jump in and start answering questions. If you have organizing questions, time management questions, small business questions, whatever, just jump in, start asking. I will sometimes pop in, but it's really meant for other members to start to connect and for you guys to to answer each other's questions as well and support each other on that. I mean, you guys, especially with my one-on-one coaching, I've done more people than I can count at this point. And it's all been from listeners. And you guys are phenomenal. I have not met one person that I was like, ooh, everyone is incredible. And I really hope I can get a lot of you guys into this group because a lot of you are professional organizers. That's the number one group that I do um, coach are professional organizers. You guys join my membership group. There there are people all over the country and, and I've had people literally reach out to me from all over the world. Um, through this podcast, you build your own platforms, connect, maybe you'll get some business in there, I encourage you to join. So hop on over there, reach out to me if you have any questions or are not sure where to find something or you didn't see the Facebook invitation, whatever. Let me know, I will, I promise you, I will add you in and, and, um, and we'll get started over there. So 
wanted to do those little housekeeping notes for just a moment. Now, let's talk about this topic of being overwhelmed. We all feel overwhelmed from time to time, right? What do we do when we feel overwhelmed? Do we just like throw in the towel and just say, forget about it and just walk away from everything? Well, no, not necessarily. But there's there's some things that you can do, but I do want to say a disclaimer before moving forward, and this applies to all of my podcast episodes. I am not and will never claim to be a professional as far as any kind of um, giving advice as like, you know, pretending to be any kind of a professional, like in the mental health services or anything to that effect whatsoever. I stay in my lane. So... I am speaking only from personal experience, things that have helped me, things that have helped my clients, things that I've read, things that I've listened to, because I feel like in the world of organization and time management, um, in even small business, a lot of this stuff goes hand in hand. Like we, it's easy to feel very overwhelmed. So I will read anything, watch it, anything, listen to anything that's sort of in this. So I've just done this over the years because obviously it's a, a topic that I find very interesting and helpful. So again, I am sharing things only from my personal perspective, my personal experience. I am a huge advocate for mental health services. So if you feel like it is, it's something you really need to um, talk to a professional about, I really encourage you to seek professional help, professional counseling therapy. I will tell you, I have throughout my entire life. I love going to counseling. I love going to therapy. And I think I don't go all the time, but I will go for check-ins here and there. It's definitely helped me with a lot of the different things in my life. So, and I say that just because I'm going to bring up um, something where I felt uh, an experience I had when I was going through postpartum after having uh, my children. So again, I'm not trying to give any kind of advice. I stick to my lane. I'm just talking as a mom, as wife, as a professional organizer. I'm not giving any advice um, beyond that. So I definitely encourage you, if you have any further questions, to definitely seek the advice of professionals in this in in that field. So let's get started. So what to do when you are just feeling overwhelmed? So I had this experience the other morning. I went to bed and the world seemed fine. I woke up and I literally was like, what on God's green earth happened in the universe while I was sleeping? Because I woke up to a million little fires I had to put out in the morning. It was just like messages and phone calls. And then my son was like, mom, did you hear? Another hurricane is headed towards us. And I was like, what is happening (laughs) right now? And I just wanted to go back to bed, pull the covers over my head and just disappear. But I, I didn't. So... I use some of these these things that I've learned over the years um, just from being a mom, a wife, a human, but also I've learned a lot of stuff from my clients, working with clients in the professional organizing world over the years, and how to just kind of overcome feelings of feeling overwhelmed. So first and foremost, I think it's important to sort of do a self-assessment of your basic needs, just like your human needs. Are you tired? Maybe you should go take a little snooze. 
Are you hungry? Did you forget to eat breakfast? Like your day just started and it blew up and you put something in the microwave and three hours later, it's still sitting in there, ice cold, hard as rock because you forgot to eat. So maybe put something in your belly. Um, Maybe you're dehydrated. I find this a lot of times like where I'm just like irritable all of a sudden and I don't even know why. I'll chug down some water and 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, okay, that did the trick. So maybe first and foremost, just sort of assess your your human needs, your bodily needs, and and just kind of know what is it that I need right now. Sometimes just t- handling one of those <clears throat> needs that we all have as humans solves a problem right there. So that's number one, tip number one. Number two, sort clutter. Okay, so when I teach the four-step system. Step one is declutter and sort. How do you declutter? You sort. You sort. A lot of people don't know how to declutter. And it's so many organizers out there just like, just declutter. Well, you declutter by sorting. So say you are just walking into a space. Let's say your kitchen, because this is so common. You walk into your kitchen and you're going to make dinner, but then you can't even make dinner because you're like, what is all this stuff all over the kitchen counter? So what I want you to do is I want you to focus on that space, just that space, the, the kitchen counter that you are going to prep and prepare dinner on. I don't want you to do the cabinets. I don't want you to start on the pantry one space at a time. If you have to use a timer, that's great as well, but go through a sorting process. So you have keep, you have trash, you have recycled, you have donate, Now, once you've kind of sorted everything into a pile, into their respective piles, toss the trash, take out the recycle, take the donation. I always have a spot in my home where I collect donations because we donate on a regular basis. So it's always a bag or a box in my laundry room that heads out to my garage. So when I'm running errands during the week, I can grab the donation bag or box and drop it off while I'm running errands. Um, but handle those items immediately. Recycle, trash, donate. Now, let's tackle that keep pile. I don't want you keeping it on the counter. I want you to put the stuff away. Who does it belong to? Put it in their room. Where do you use this item? Put it in that space. And if you have items that uh, you're not quite sure, group it with other like items. So if it's office supplies, go put it where you store office supplies. If you don't know, create an, create a home for every item so that you know where that item is. It doesn't, you don't have to overcomplicate it. When you create a home, it doesn't mean it can never move again. Don't overthink it. Just be like, hey, this is where I'm going to put this for right now until I find a better spot. But for now, it belongs right here. And then just go through, wipe down that space, and then move on with your day. So sometimes clutter can trigger us and it can immediately make us feel overwhelmed. So do one small space at a time, period. Simple, that easy. All right. Number three, let's talk about quiet time. If you've followed me for some time, I talk about a time management system where you have time management buckets. So you have all the different areas of your life, family, work, home, physical health, social hobby, and I have one in there called quiet time. And the reason I have quiet time, and again, this is working with clients especially, but also for myself, like I am of the generation where I remember the good old days. 
I hate that saying, by the way, um, where we didn't know if somebody was trying to get a hold of us or because we our phones were at home. They weren't something that we carried in our pocket. So I remember a time where you could kind of walk away. You weren't being constantly alerted. Unless you had the radio on or the TV on, you didn't know what was going on in the world. Um, and so think about it. Nowadays, if we have our phone, even if we step away from it for a few minutes and it starts dinging or that screen starts lighting up, we might be able to ignore it for like a minute or two. But then that little voice in our head is like, well, what if you're missing out on something? What if there's a catastrophe going on? What if it's the kid's school? What if it's that client that you've been waiting for? What if it's a great opportunity and you just missed out? Like all of that creates overwhelm. That all adds to the overwhelming. And it's these devices that we have. And yes, I wish we could like walk away from them. But guess what? You can. Yes, you can't probably for an entire day, but you can for 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes a day. But this is definitely a practice. I think that's really um, great for everyone to incorporate into life is focusing on some quiet time. Last night, it was raining. We are desert rats, new to the rainy climate. And we're excited anytime it rains. It like rained right after dinner. So I like made myself and my son a cup of hot cocoa. We went out on to our back patio and we just sat and listened to the rain and the phones were inside. Well, I think my, my son had his phone, but anyway, my phone was inside and I feel like I could just kind of sit there, sip on my hot cocoa, have a little conversation with the family and listen to the rain. And then when the rain stopped, we went inside and it was just a nice little break. It was a nice little gift in my day that I gave myself just to not have to worry about my phone. I couldn't see my phone. I couldn't hear my phone because I left it inside the house. So give yourself a break. And yes, I know that might cause anxiety in itself, but maybe that's just a sign that you need to incorporate a little bit more quiet time into your life. But quiet time can also mean just going into a quiet room, taking a breather, going for a little walk, doing any kind of uh, uh, meditative practice, doing some yoga, reading a Bible, doing studying something, whatever, you know, there's journaling, a lot of different things that people do for quiet time just to sort of escape for a little while, give yourself a little bit of a brain break. Definitely a practice I think is a great to incorporate into our lives. Number four, go outside. Um, like I said, I stick to my lane on what I'm talking about, but I did go through postpartum um, to some degree with each one of, after each one of my children were born. And what I learned early on, it was really bad with the, my first. Um, and part of the reason I did seek therapy, so I learned this through my experience, is that um, there were things that I could do to sort of manage it. And one of it was go outside, get a get a break and go outside, get some vitamin D, get some fresh air, get some exercise. And that kind of felt um, that it really did help me with just feeling overwhelmed of being, you know, a new mom. And again, I'm not going to talk about that any further because I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. But I learned a lot about things that I could do to manage that. And that was definitely something that I incorporated early on. And it's something still... Even though my babies are 
<laughs> not babies anymore. Definitely something that I learned and will do from time to time is just go outside. So whether it be gardening, uh, sweeping off the front porch, whatever, just getting outside, walking the dog, um, just getting outside, getting some fresh air, getting a breather. And especially I work primarily from home now. And so this is something that I have to be very conscientious of. Get out of the house occasionally and get some fresh air. And that can help me sort of manage feelings of feeling overwhelmed. Number five, making something look pretty. Maybe it's yourself. Again, I work from home primarily. I kind of have this unwritten rule promise to myself that I will only allow myself to have one day where I don't get out of the pajamas, where I have like the smudge of black mascara under one eye that I forget to wipe off in the morning. And I, if I do that two days in a row, then that second day I'm feeling just kind of ick. So I do make a conscious effort, even if I have day two where I'm like, oh, I really don't have a lot of appointments outside of the home. I can get away with this for one more day. I actually make an effort to put some effort into my appearance, even if no one is going to see me, even if that's just putting on the cute yoga pants with the cute yoga sweatshirt or the, you know, making sure I do my hair in a cute top knot or putting on some lip gloss or whatever it is just to make myself feel kind of presentable. And sometimes that does a trick and it doesn't make me just feel like kind of ick and like, ugh, with my day. But um, let's talk about your home, an example in your home. My husband um, is a uh, retired, he still works in, in law enforcement, but he worked for big city department for 20 years. And I rem- I noticed early on in our relationship that he would be, he would call me on his way home from work. And so he seemed to be in a good mood. And then by the time he like walked in the house and he was kind of irritable and grumpy. And, and so I started to notice this pattern with him. And I was like, hey, what's, what happens between when you were talking on your way home from work and when you come into the kitchen and you're grumpy and irritable and what happens? And so he was very honest. He said, I can't stand when I walk in the door and I see like backpacks flopped on the floor and shoes and it, it triggers him. It makes him feel overwhelmed. And so I was like, okay, easy fix. So I made it a, a deliberate effort that, and I started it actually in our last house because our first house together wasn't, we didn't really have like an entryway. You just kind of walked right into the house. So we did have a little bit of a, a space when you first walked in our front door in our last home and we have it in our current home where I made a concerted effort to make that space look pretty. I mean, let's face it, we want people to get that impression when they walk in our homes a lot of times. So I bought a little entryway shelf, it's three tiers, and it's just like a short little shelf. And above it, I put a big sign that says love, because we all love each other in this home, right? Positive, (laughs) affirming, right? We need to see the word love as soon as you walk into our home. And then on the shelf on the top, I put either a candle, I kind of uh, switch it between candle or diffuser so that it smells pretty when you walk into our home. Like uh, I want a very pleasant scent to be met with you when you walk into our home. 
And then two little trays. I love organizing with trays to place your keys in it. They also are in the theme of love. <laughs> On the second shelf, I have five photos of our family all loving each other. Very loving moments. Siblings hugging um, in the arms of loving grandparents. An anniversary photo of my husband and I. Love. On the bottom shelf is a plant, a fake one, of course, because I kill all plants in my possession, and two little pretty matching vases that I picked up for like nothing at like Walmart, Target, Home Goods, whatever. They just happen to be matching to complete the look. Now, this does have a function. I know I, I, I kind of sometimes poo-poo on being too aesthetics. If, if you focus too much on aesthetics with the organizing, I kind of poo-poo on that a lot. So this does have a function. It, by every shelf on that table being, um, having a purpose, it, it detracts from clutter. So people can't just pile stuff on there when they walk in the door. So continuing on in that little area, I have a basket for shoes. I have one of those trees where you hang up your purse, your hats, your jackets, your backpacks, a little basket for umbrellas and a little bench with a cute pillow. And that way, again, everything has its purpose. So those three little shelves have a purpose and they detract from clutter because you generally don't want to throw clutter on top of something pretty. I don't know. There's something about it. But I'm telling you, this does do the trick. It really does. So um, I have noticed that with my husband, he appreciates it. He appreciates that effort. And I was happy to do it, happy to make that area of my home look aesthetically pleasing. And it's also kind of nice when people just come to the door and they just see that area, even if the rest of the house is a little messy and they just, it, the house smells good when someone first walks in. It makes that feeling of overwhelmed for my husband less. Now, my area of overwhelm and what I had to make pretty was our coffee table. So we recently got a new coffee table and 0. 0.00003 seconds after putting the coffee table out, it attracted clutter. Flat surfaces that don't have a purpose will attract clutter that quickly. I promise you. So I noticed the first few days I could not watch TV in that room because I was hyper-focused on the clutter. And so I went to Walmart. We don't have a Target or Home Goods here. So I went to Walmart and they have a great section. They had a, um, like a rattan tray basket, bought that pretty candles, some coasters, all functional items. And then on the bottom shelf, I put one of those like little tic-tac-toe games that everyone has now. And it helps detract the clutter because it shows this space has a purpose. And that purpose is to be pretty because it's okay to have some pretty areas in your home. It is. Again, we all want nice homes. So I'm, I'm, I don't want everything to be only focused on aesthetics. But again, this is a great way to add in some function. And then again, it doesn't make you feel so overwhelmed when you see these cluttered spaces in your home. So make something look pretty. Number six, do something active, walk or stretch. The older I get, these are the two most important exercises. I wish I could be the person's like, oh, I just went for a 30 minute run and boy, do I feel awesome. No, my body hurts. I just uh, recently started a um, doing Pilates with a reformer 
and I didn't realize like parts of my body hurt like my armpits hurt and stuff and like little other parts of my body and stuff but I'm always trying in this department but sometimes there are days where I'm like I'm just not going to get a workout in so sometimes just going for a walk or just going in my bedroom and stretching stretching is something that I absolutely love. It's it's something that will like, you know, maybe you're feeling a little grumpy or icky or overwhelmed because you just, your body kind of just aches a little bit. And if you go in and you just focus on some, doing some stretching, find a really great um, uh, instructor, do it yourself, whatever, um, can definitely just kind of give you, again, a little bit of a break. Maybe it can give you enough energy to kind of go and tackle the day again. All right, moving on to number seven, talk or write. I'm kind of a, a combination of both of these. I always kind of find people are either talkers or they're writers. And um, I feel like I am a bit of a combination of both. And I know me well enough. If I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I, I just don't know even where to begin with talking, I'll actually go and write. I'll get stuff out of my head onto paper. I love that practice. And then I'm like, okay. I, I kind of got a handle on this. And then I need to go talk it out with somebody. So I have some great people in my life or I have to warn my husband. I'm like, hey, I just need to get some stuff off my chest. Tell me when you're like ready to to listen. And we've been together so many years. He He's pretty good about saying, okay, give me like 30 minutes and I'll have my head in the right space. So I really like this practice. And again, sometimes um, I'm a I can solve some problems just by talking them out with another person Um, or, again, just even discovering what the problem is, writing. But maybe you're one or the other or maybe you're a combination of both like me. So that could be something that can help you sort of find some solutions. Number eight, music or podcast. Now, I listen to podcasts almost daily, but sometimes I'll feel like they overwhelm me. Um, I mean, let's let's face it. Podcasts are just a person talking to you, or a couple of people just talking to you, or talking at you. There isn't. It's it's a very one way kind of communication. So sometimes that can feel overwhelming. Like your brain just you're just not up for it. You don't want to hear this person's voice. You don't want to hear them breathe or swallow all the funny stuff that we get as podcasters on our comments. Like I can hear her breathing. I can hear her swallowing. like whatever I know our human functions bug people sometimes but I'll be honest they sometimes bug me too and so sometimes I love listening to a podcast because it really punches up that motivation and sometimes I just want to listen to some really cool music or I just need that motivation to tackle something I'll put on music over a podcast a lot of times because I have some really cool playlists that I've curated myself. If I think they're pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. And um, depending on kind of what my mood is, I'll play it. And um, it'll help me kind of get up, get do, to do whatever I need to do. Cleaning my house is a big one. I lo- I don't mind organizing my house. I hate cleaning it. But we all have to clean our houses. So a lot of times if I'm playing music, it's because I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing. And a lot of times that is just cleaning my house. So sometimes a bit of music or podcast can help you. All right, number nine, cry or laugh or both. 
Have you ever had that moment? We've all had that moment. I don't know if I want to cry or laugh. I'm so overwhelmed. And I'm here to tell you that you have my permission to do both or cry or laugh or whatever. Hopefully you have outlets that allow for both too. So you have that great friend that's just that nurturer, that nurturing person in your life that you can just call and just, can I just cry this out? Um, Also okay to just go cry in silence. Um, I've had those moments where I just needed to cry. I didn't even know why. And then I felt better afterwards. Again, something for the professionals to probably chime in on, um, on why that happens to us. Um, But also laugh. Like, have you ever had a situation so ridiculous and you just need to laugh because you're like, I can't even believe this. This is ridiculous. Laugh it out. And I hope you have circles in your life where you can reach out and just laugh your butt off with them. Have some fun. I feel like sometimes, I don't know again if it's an age thing or where we are in the world, but people I feel like don't like to laugh. You can't laugh at anything, my goodness. But I think it's something that we should do more of. So laugh at things or do a little bit of both. Number 10, look back on your progress and how far you've come. So this is all about goals. So this is for my friends out there that are very goal oriented. I wish and I hope everyone is to some degree. But sometimes you'll be going along and you feel like you're doing what you should be doing, but you're just hitting a plateau or things are just coming at you from all different directions and you don't know what to do. I want you to do this. I want you to take a moment and I want you to just look back at your progress. Go back three days, go back three weeks, go back three months, go back three years. How far have you come? You probably have made tremendous progress and you haven't even celebrated it. So give yourself a pat on the back, a high five, share it with somebody who will completely and truly appreciate this and and celebrate your achievements. Celebrate it. Be like, hey, I'm a freaking rock star. I've come this far and and I should be proud of myself. And no wonder I've plateaued a little bit or I feel like I'm not making the progress that I once was. I haven't even congratulated myself on the progress that I've made so far. But also on the goals front, let's sometimes reassess our goals. So for instance, um, I have a personal experience where I had a goal in my real estate businesses. In June, my one of my brokers did a, a mid-year check-in with me. I was on target. It's like, I don't think I've ever been on target, but this is kind of cool. I don't know how that happened. Well, it happens because I was intentional about it. So I set a goal for myself in the beginning of the year. So as I'm entering fall, I'm realizing I don't want to I don't want to keep up with that pace. I need to focus on some other stuff cuz sometimes when you're in a transaction, it, they're very time consuming. They other stuff starts to fall by the wayside cuz we all have a limited amount of time in our day and our week. And so I've actually kind of reassessed my goals, um, had to kind of chat with my husband. I was like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Got his feedback a little bit on it and I'm doing some readjustment of my goals. Certainly congratulating myself because sometimes it's only you congratulating yourself that happens. I would love for in the in the Facebook group, by the way, for us to just have an environment where we can be like, hey, guess what I did? I accomplished this. And to really have a supportive environment where we can like genuinely congratulate each other because we all know in life sometimes 
even the people that love us, it's it's hard to share some of those moments. So anyway, um, another goal I have for our group. But anyway, pat ourselves on the back, um, reassess, maybe adjust a little bit. So I'm actually taking my number um, for that I had in January, and I'm actually just making a readjustment for that till the end of the year because I want to put my focus on some other areas of not only my life, but of my business too. So making some adjustments a little more than midway through the year. And a great example of this um, would be, say you you made a goal of losing 30 pounds for the year. So you did the work and maybe you hit, you know, mid-year that 15 pound mark and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm on track. But then you get close to the end of the year and you're like, oh, am I gonna make it? And you might feel a little bit of a plateau and instead of beating yourself up and panicking, maybe you just need to reassess your goals. So maybe it's not going to look like 30 pounds. Maybe it'll look like 20 or 25 pounds. That's still huge progress. That's still an amazing accomplishment. And it's okay if we didn't just exactly hit that mark, exactly what we thought. Or maybe even we've overshot it and we haven't even like again, given ourselves that high five congratulations for even hitting that mark. We just kept going and we haven't even stopped and we're exhausted. We're exhausted. And I did find this out with um, One Organized Mama. I was hitting some blocks and I was realizing that goals need are like active, something you need to be always consciously aware of. And so I had hit a goal financially for the business, but I didn't adjust it. I just kept going. And then I started to feel overwhelmed. I was like, what is going on? And it and it took a coach to help me kind of go back, look at my goals again and be like, oh, dang, I passed that. And I didn't even celebrate that I had passed that milestone. So again, reassess your goals, take a look at the progress that you've made and And please, by all means, give yourself congratulations or find a support system that will congratulate you because we all deserve some kudos, right? Okay. Number 12, blinders and earmuffs. So maybe we're feeling overwhelmed because we have taken our eyes off our own race. We're listening to some of the noise. We're listening to the critics. We're listening. I'm my biggest thing is I listen to my frenemies. A little too much, um, which I've I've actually done made great progress, um, uh, kind of distancing myself from a lot of those folks. Um, actually, they don't have the impact that they once did in my life, which I'm super super happy about. But like we're listening to like the backhanded compliments. Um, we're watching like how they are doing it over there, and they look like they have it so together, and they're like passing me. And I even have an example of someone that I'm like, all of a sudden, they're doing this and what? And I don't dare say anything because it would come across as like really uh, unkind of me. There wouldn't be a kind way to say it. But I was like, I I know you behind the scenes. Um, Okay. But it's taking me, what that's doing is kind of taking me off my own race, my own goals. So what I have to do from time to time is like be like a racehorse. Think about a horse race. How often do you see a horse look over at the other horses or look behind him to see how far his competition is? Never. Like they don't do that. They're not looking around. They literally have 
I think those, I don't know what they're called, blinders, but they have those masks over their eyes so they can keep their eye on the prize and focus on their own race. That is a lesson that we can apply to our own lives. Sometimes we get overwhelmed for reasons that have nothing to do with us. Um, So it's important to put blinders on, keep our eyes on our own page, keep our eyes on our own race, put earmuffs on. La la la, I can't hear you because I'm so focused on doing my thing with my people, my family, my work, whatever it is, and I can't hear you. And the more you distance yourself from those people, those things, those social media accounts, the better off you are. I promise you, it kind of helps you get some clarity and not feel so overwhelmed. So even if that means snoozing some people, so you don't have to like unfriend everybody. I just snooze a lot of people on social media, unless I feel like, oh, I this is making me laugh, or this is inspiring me. Or I just think this person is really cool, whatever. I just snooze so many people. I And I've learned this over the years, they don't even know. Perhaps people have snoozed me. And I don't know what else to call it, but like it's that where you're not unfriending somebody, but you, you're not blocking them, but you're just taking a break from them. And because I know unfriending, blocking, that causes a whole next level of uh, drama in our lives that we don't need. So just snooze people or, or just kind of put them on pause, take a break from them. It's okay to say no if they're inviting you out to coffee. I got invited to something the other day that I said yes to. And then the day of, I was like, I don't even like this thing. I don't, why did I say yes to it? Because I know how it's going to be. And I'm going to leave grumpy because I felt obligated to go to this thing. And and then it's just going to add to me being overwhelmed. Why don't I just say no? So it's okay to say no to things and people. It's okay to just keep your eyes on your own race and then put some earmuffs on and not listen to all the noise. All right, moving on to number 13. Write down three things to do when you, and I want so that you feel accomplished. Let's give the example of when you wake up in the morning and there's just a lot of stuff you need to do. You're like, yeah, right, Janelle, three things. I have like 57 things I need to do today. Well, write down three, write down three of them. Accomplish those three and then write down another three. But write down three things that are actually something that you can achieve. So I always talk about this, again, with goals and stuff, achievable. Don't say I'm going to organize a garage today, plus go grocery shopping, and then, you know, create a website for my business. I mean, kind of ridiculous, but sometimes we do write stuff like that down. So perhaps it's I'm going to empty two boxes in the garage and break them down, put away the stuff, donate, recycle, whatever. I am going to work on one section of my website, the about me, and accomplish that. That's done. And then I'm going to write my grocery list and the write those down. Those all fall in the same categories, but those are actually achievable things. And then maybe write down three more things that you need to do. Always considering all the different areas of our life, again, like the time buckets, family, home, work, kind of going through, is there an area that you do need to work on that's kind of jumping out at you? Write down something achievable that you can do. Again, this is one of the practices that I really encourage with daily planning. I encourage everyone, have a plan for your day. Either have it the night before, 
or create it the morning of. And that way you know what your plan is. Try to avoid having the days where or getting in the habit where you just wake up and you're like, I'll just go along with whatever the day tells me to do. That That is overwhelming in itself. No, kind of take the day by the horns and say, this is what I'm going to accomplish. And yes, there are things that will always dictate what you have to do. But by all means, just plan your days and break down those things into small achievable parts. All right. And did I skip one? I hope I didn't, but I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I almost did. All right. Number 14, brainstorm. Okay. Going back to the talking, writing, brainstorm. Once in a while, I will have this. So again, going back to my um, goals of, for my business, I was kind of starting to feel a little overwhelmed. And even though things were going really well, I was just like, what? Why does the small stuff feel overwhelming to me? And so I use a practice that I absolutely love. I am a paper and pen kind of girl. And so I just went to brainstorming. So I kind of put out, okay, this is what I want to do in this area and this area. Let me get everything out of my head that I'm thinking, put it on a paper, and then I can start like making sense of it. Start circling things that are actually priorities and then start making actionable items for these things, achievable things like I just talked about. So um, that's exactly what I did. And, um, and this is a practice I think is actually quite fun, guys. I think it's actually fun. And it's especially fun to go back and look at brainstorming pages from the past. So I, I encourage everyone to have like a notebook or a time management journal. Um, if you're a member of the Facebook group, I have these pages for you in the file section. You can print them out and it kind of walks you through. But just sort of brainstorm, get ideas out of your head and onto paper. And again, the practice of getting stuff out of our head helps us with feelings of feeling overwhelmed so much. Like how many times do we go to a rabbit hole? Like we'll have like a problem in our head. And next thing I know, we're like planning the worst case scenario outcomes or the most ridiculous situations that never in a million years would potentially happen. And then when we start to talk about it, so if we're talking or writing about it, and then we're like, wow, this is ridiculous. I can't even believe this was in my head. I can't even believe this was something I was thinking or even worrying about. So again, the practice of getting stuff out of our heads actually can help with feeling overwhelmed. So brainstorm, super fun. Do it in a quiet. You can kind of even incorporate this with your quiet time or put a little music on in the background and just go and you can have like your cup of tea. You can have your very like... Instagrammable moment where you're like you have your cup of tea or cocoa and your notebook and your colors, colorful pen set with your pretty notebook and just go through and be creative and have fun just getting stuff out of paper, dream, put stuff down that feels ridiculous, but like so exciting to you. You never know. You might, that might be a goal. That might be an accomplishment of yours one day. You never know. Get it out of your head. Have fun with it. It doesn't need to be so like, you know, got to pay the bills, got to walk the dog, got to go grocery shopping kind of thing. Like have fun with it. Get it out of your head onto paper. Allow yourself to dream. And again, go through the practice eventually of making those dreams and turning them into goals. Okay, now here's the last one. Be sure to give yourself breaks. 
not just mental breaks like we've talked about, but just a break in life. Sometimes we are so dang hard on ourselves. We are harder on ourselves than we are on our friends, than we are on our children, than we are on our spouses, our other family members. There are times where we just like, it's not good enough. We are our own worst critics and we have to stop. So give ourselves a break. I have to do this all the time. I mean, look, I put myself out on a platform where people hear me around the world. I listen to podcasts every day. I know my podcast is not the greatest produced podcast. I know I do things that annoy people. I talk about stuff that people don't like. I I know and I get that. And guess what, guys? Those of you out there that can criticize me, uh, trust me, I've already had that criticism in my head times 12. So I have to give myself a break. And what really helps me, I will be honest, and the reason I love doing this is for those of you who do reach out, those of you who have the kindest things to say and or the things that you say will help you or did help you or the connections that I've made through doing this podcast, that definitely helps me. So even though I know I don't have all this fancy equipment and and a producer and I don't even know all this different stuff. Like I, you know, watch stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, should I have like a set like that? Like that podcaster has? Should I have all those sponsors, all those famous people on my podcast? No, I. it's okay to be me. It's okay to give myself a break, not put myself under that same pressure, put those blinders on, those muff, those earmuffs on, and just focus on my own game. Focus on my own thing. Be proud of myself that I'm making some progress in my goals. I'm actually doing some of the things that I've wanted to do with this podcast and just giving you this example as a as a personal thing that I've gone through that is hard. It's hard to to put yourself out there. It's hard to know you're going to be criticized by others, but you know what? It's okay. I'm still happy and proud to do it. I'm giving myself a break and still patting myself on the back. So I hope that encourages you on whatever it is that you're doing to also give yourself a break and just know that you are doing the best that you can. You're probably even rocking it. You're probably doing even beyond that. So we all deserve a break and we should be the first to give ourselves a break from time to time. So again, hopefully some of this stuff helped you. It didn't overwhelm you because I mean, my gosh, 15 things to help you not feel overwhelmed. That feels overwhelming in itself. But hopefully I gave you some ideas. Listen to this. Um, If you have those moments and you just need a little encouragement or reminder, feel free to share this with somebody that might be feeling a little overwhelmed themselves. And again, I encourage you guys, keep reaching out to me. (laughs) I'm eventually going to get everybody over there with Kimberly into the Facebook group. Um, Have some really exciting things, but I actually need more people over there to really kind of get those things up and running and started. So feel free, continue to reach out to me. And if you guys would, again, share this podcast, um, leave a review. Obviously, a five-star review helps me grow the podcast. Um, But I encourage you more than that, put a review on something that helped you. This is what I wish reviews would do, not just criticize the person or the restaurant or the driver or whatever, but actually say, this is something that I learned. This is something that helped me. Order this on the menu. 
Um, that's what I like when, when I read reviews. So that's what I'm asking for you guys to do is um, tell other people what you learned from this podcast so that they know what it's really about. So that would be super appreciative. But thank you. Thank you for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. See you next time. Thank you.